0: One week after a peacock and do's hiatus, this is draped in gold. Your one-stop shop across the ring, across the ring, across the pond. It's your boy Flublo Boys, and well, I'm talking wrestling. I love chatting with you because we're streaming live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. But as always, I'm not alone. I'm being joined by the award-winning broadcaster, podcaster, wrestling pundit, and maven himself, the real Jack Farmer. How's it going, sir? What
1: is a maven?
0: Uh, something that's really good at something like a I don't know a specialist.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. is that what it, a maven? Hmm. Yeah, maven yeah, sounds no bad. One. Like a I feel like you'd call like a like a, a crow or a coyotes mavens. Like it, it seems like one of those like they scavenge on dead carcasses is what a maven sounds like.
0: According to the uh, premier search engine Microsoft Bing, uh, a maven the is premier search engine Microsoft Bing. <laughs> it's an accumulator what? of knowledge. You. <laughs> You better you better be getting a
1: whole boatload of money from microsoft
0: <laughs> i get I, microsoft points I will,
1: I will sell for, anything, but for bing you better be getting money
0: <laughs> wow you will sell for everything but you draw the line as big it's uh, top I mean, two it's no Jeeves. yeah like uh what's going on jack i know we had a undue hiatus last week uh what's going on with you man
1: man it's been kind of a a hectic couple weeks to be totally honest it's been mm-hmm uh i'm, I'm kind of tired a lot of stuff has been going on uh in in my life uh and uh one of those things i'm getting over covid i got oh, the, i got the corona uh about oh, fine it's all good but you know it zapped me a little bit but uh uh it is um it's been uh it's it's been a, a long couple couple weeks i'm glad i just kicked back with you that you do the heavy lifting and what? i can just <laughs> yammer and meander and, and whoa, whoa, chatter whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Yeah, Jack with the code is like, look, I always go over, brother. Uh, thanks so much, <laughs> Kirsten, for being in the chat. Every odds can pile in as we go forward. NXT UK had a lot of things I left on surface on the paper. It did seem kind of like standard operating procedure, but I really think there's a lot of character moments I want to talk to you about. Uh and I, I know we got get...
1: broad strokes, uh, NXT. Was this a, they had a new presentation today, didn't they? It felt like it was it looked different today.
0: It, it looked different, it hit different. There's a bigger crowd I've ever seen that I could think of in recent memory and everything seemed a little bit more tactile. So, you know what? Let's do that. Let's it, talk about the broad starting Yeah,
1: I was just, just, I guess just to jump ahead. It also, I I don't know if it's always been this way. I think it's always been this way, but it really clicked for me. They don't have a hard cam, do they?
0: I don't think so. There's like, a, there's a, the hard cam kind of floats around. So no, yeah. there's nothing hard about it. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's, it, it was the first time I realized like they there's never a stationary hard cam there, Uh, which has got to be, tricky if you are a uh a di- the director there if you're the one calling the camera shots or if you're mm. one of the wrestlers to know where to be location wise it's a that's got to be a very tricky situation it never looks tricky I and mean, maybe that's why i've never noticed but yeah. this is the first time i was like oh shoot they don't have them it, it never stops
0: it was one of the the casualties of the the pandemic era because there was a hard cam pre-pandemic. But once it came back, it was pretty much the BT Sports Arena. It's great, but it looks smaller. It looks even smaller now with more crowd in there, having to mm-hmm. find a way to get everything in there, all the little angles and stuff like that. So, it's
1: smaller, but I do and, and not to jump. This is I mean, I'm jumping all over the place, but I do. I we like, already won
0: our award, Jack. We do whatever the heck yeah, we.
1: We, <laughs> <laughs> we it, it does. I do like the presentation of the BT Sports. Uh, arena more than the nxt 2.0 arena i'm not a fan of the nxt 2.0 arena uh um, really
0: you know like the, the risers is it the colors is it the the open it's, ceiling it's too what big
1: is... it's the open ceiling i think is what mm. does it is it makes it feel big and empty even though technically all the seat space is filled it still feels big and empty i think because those ceilings are so high yeah uh, and there's so much dead dead space above them that it um I don't know. I, I like the BT sports one more.
0: I got a feeling that they had that on paper. Like they didn't want to make it seem claustrophobic, so they make it open there, but you're right. I guess it had the opposite effect. It became too open in some places. Yeah. Especially when um Chase U is not there. When they're not there, you're kind of like, huh. It yeah, it just, if,
1: it feels empty and it feels temporary. It feels very much like they just it just doesn't feel like a home to to them. It it feels like a makeshift place for now every time I watch it.
0: Got a shout-out to Bobo Thunderpants and Wheel 5 Stud Muffin, who's rolling in the chat. Uh, hopefully, things are working well on your end. your O'Han, all my thoughts there. Let's talk about our main event. We have ourselves that Heritage Cup, but it's not for the cup. It's Heritage Cup Rules which means no, Dar lived to see it another day. A-Kid, Charlie Dempsey, on one hand, when I think of grappling, I think of Dempsey, on the other hand, signature matches, it was all A-Kid on paper, but this ain't paper. Charlie Dempsey gets the win, even though there was a slight sprinkling of shenanigans with those brass knuckles there, Jack.
1: Yeah, the, the brass knuckles almost were a, a, a big problem. Fortunately, the ref got involved and stopped a kid from using them. And the thing that I think we really <laughs> need to think about to use Charlie Dempsey <laughs> oh my God. didn't even care. He was like, I don't care that you've got brass knuckles. I'm still going to box you and still fought and duped it out with a kid and found a way to get the win. Charlie Dempsey, <laughs> you're always counting him out. You're always trying to find reasons to not, not believe in the guy. But. He's, he fought through a war and got a hard fought win today.
0: He had the breast knuckles, that eight kids. I'm making up rumors.
1: Uh, I bet if I was to go back and grab a screenshot, it would say different.
0: You know what? I hate that because you're right. Look, I got to say that A-Kid did the smart thing at first, making sure there was a quick tap-out to get those two falls back in the back end, but he yeah. was screwed, screwed out of a win this week. Now, if you're A-Kid, what happens now? Uh, one thing, you've had three matches with Charlie Dempsey. I think it's your last chance, the last thing you can go here. But on the other hand, it wasn't clean because we all know those brass knucks were not A-Kid's.
1: They're not. The, you're right. A-Kid really showed his, uh, in many ways, showed his pre- uh, Heritage Cup uh, background and how good he is at it, because you're right. He, the, the quick tap was a very smart move, actually. That, and I think Nigel even called a great move on his part to just tap out, don't cause damage. It's going to cause problems down the road. But also the way he, um, the way he was able to hit that big moonsault DDT, not enough time to get the pin, but then as soon as it was done, went right after him again, right after uh, Charlie Dempsey again to ca- try to capitalize on that. That moonsault DDT was brutal yeah that that was a that was might have been the hardest plant i've seen him do to anyone with that moonsault ddt and i love that running jump kick he does i think the one he got the first win with i would love to see him just use that as the finish in the future i thought that was incredible uh i think that if you're a kid though I think you, you saw that you just hit Charlie Dempsey with everything you had, and, and you just saw that those brass knuckles weren't even enough to get the win. Maybe it's just time for A-Kid to go back to either mentoring Saxon Huxley or uh, <laughs> heading back over to the stateside.
0: It does seem in an alternate dimension, or in the past, a couple months ago, that A-Kid was destined to be the guy in all the souvenir cups in Orlando, but it seems that had a little bit of a change of heart, change of course. What's going on with A-Kid? I don't know. No idea.
1: Yeah, it's right now, everything in NXT UK, it's weird because it feels like so many people may be on their way over to NXT 2.0 right now. And so there's a lot of stuff that feels a little shaky as far as the ground goes there. But the one thing that seems constant, I think, is Charlie Dempsey.
0: Charlie, you mean that cheater? Okay, so I'm going to leave that at that. Because, you know, that D million, I don't get to get along. But let's get into that other things. Wheel 5 Star has a question, which is kind of cool. I can ask with his next statement here. He goes, hey, guys. I know I haven't been here for the last few weeks. Shame on you. Just kidding, JK. <laughs> How do you guys think they have been presented to NXT 2.0 guys in NXT, NXT UK? So we saw Damon Camp and Last Legend. Let me start with Last Legend first. Jack Farmer, Last Legend had a match against Emilio McKenzie. And there's talent that actually had a match on 2.0 this week. Thoughts about the differences of presentation of Last Legend on these two shows.
1: Lash Legend is someone that she is a it's like night and day watching her on 2.0 versus UK. I think she looks like she looks great on 2.0, but on UK, Lash Legend just comes out as a superstar. Something about her just hits different in NXT UK. Something about her seems next level great on UK. Uh, from the moment, from her music, her entrance, the way she carries herself, mm. she has this weird ability to, to, almost change her height when she needs it, like when she's walking out, you don't think of her as this massive person, but then when she needs power, for some reason, it almost like Mr. Fantastic. She stretches out and suddenly seems like a bigger person when she needs to. I thought she looked incredible in her match today. I loved, the, I got the biggest giggle when she picked up uh Mackenzie and bounced her head up and down on the top middle rope. <laughs> I, was thinking, I don't know how much damage that does, but my pride would be so damaged. I would tap out. I'd be done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> here's your winner, Results are of embarrassing. Okay, so <laughs> let me, Will Fox says something here. And I'm going to go on a Stephen A rant if you don't let me. He goes, I don't believe her, assuming Last Legend. I don't believe her right now at all. And you know what, Johan Pena, allow me to get a little bit mean here. But this right here's a perfect example of the difference of the nuances between NXT and NXT UK. Now, I was not the biggest Last Legend fan, but on Tuesday night, we came back for a commercial break and already in the ring is supposed to be someone who thinks they are a superstar. If you're a superstar, and you don't even get an entrance. That battle is already lost. Now, fast forward to today. Last lesson came out, her music, still a bop, is playing Nigel McGinnis on commentary. So she's tall, she has a basketball background, played for the Seattle Storm in the NWNBA, a natural athlete. I know which that means. And then we have to know what Amelia McKenzie means to make Osada more. Same talent within what? 36 hours from each other, and I felt that it was two different talent. Well, I gotta tell you this, Johan. I believe last today, and you will start believing her soon if she stays with NX UK or 2.0 gives her some of that Nigel McGuinness treatment.
1: That is one of the few rants that you and I are going to agree on right off the top. I agree completely. I think she is, uh, she's an absolute star. And and yeah, well, let's give your hat some some flowers. I like that's a good one. It's Lewis uh,
0: Hamilton's, you know. F1.
1: <laughs> Very cool. Did you get that when you were uh when you went to watch?
0: Yeah, I was like, you know what? I got to you got to get the merch. How many times i to a it. Formula 1 event. It.
1: Yeah. I love it. But uh, you you bring up such a good point too about the entrances and and presentation in pro wrestling is everything. And how you're presented is everything. We can talk about all of the other stuff that that goes into things, but how you are presented is so important and when you don't get an entrance, that kills you because your entrance is the one time where everything and everyone's attention is on you the rest of the match the rest of the show we're looking at the crowd we're looking at the ref we're looking at the other wrestler we're listening to the commentary and things like that but during the entrance it's all about you and when you don't get that that steals so much thunder from what you're trying to do and Having that in UK, I think, is such a big difference, makes such a big difference. And Nigel talking just about how big of a star she is makes such a big difference. And so she has everything she needs. It's She need, just needs to get that opportunity to show it on uh state side.
0: Uh, so Will Five starts uh, – no, Dylan Matthews, excuse me, says, Last Legend is a star, more wrestling, less chat show. So we see no uh, lashing out quite yet uh, in the UK. We see the background of the national athletic and the basketball thing. We know that on, on 2.0, Lash is kind of like a Wendy Williams character. Hey, if you were the Phantom GM, what do, what do you do with that? You know on one end that character is hot, very easy to describe. But on the other hand, the natural athlete thing is the old tried and true. What do you do?
1: Right now, I say you go with the tried and true. Uh, you, can, you can make things, you can adjust things later, but – we talk about how important first impressions are. We talk about how important it is to get to be well-known. Once you're known, you can do different things. I mean, once Stone Cold was big, he could sing songs to Vince McMahon and wear silly hats and things like that. And we were okay with it. But if he started as that, we'd be like, what is this? (laughs) Right? So let us get to know the person first. Let us get on board with the person first and then start trying to do things differently. It would be my opinion
0: another side of the coin, Damon Kemp, who is, I guess in UK continuity, not in diamond aligned as of yet, had a match against Shaw Samuels with Noam Dar dressed like Shaw Samuels. Uh, another that. opportunity of a talent from NXT 2.0 getting a little bit of a view there. But I want to ask you a question about Shaw mm-hmm. Samuels. Here's a guy we saw, took the time to one have a family and two change his body and, and hang out and, and shred up to be the best person possible. Maybe it's time to go out on his own. Maybe it's time to East and bookie. He starts getting gold for himself. Thoughts?
1: I think he should be getting some gold on his own, or as part of a tag team, if that's something that they plan on doing. But no Dar, I know, is so busy with the Heritage Cup, probably too busy. So I would be fine with him getting t- getting some gold on his own. I just thinking that he might be one of the uh, more underrated guys. I w- I think, uh, and this is a, a sort of breaking the the multiverse here but i compare him a lot to a a sean spears right now where i think what he contributes and what he does is so much more valuable than what a lot of viewers think it is and i think that he is one of the most valuable people in nxt uk in the sense that yeah, he looks the part. He acts the part. He's interesting. There's no one like Shaw Samuels. Uh, you could put him on any brand and I think he's interesting. You could put him across from anybody. I mean, if you put him in a match with Roman Reigns right now, he could cut an incredible promo about how the odds aren't on his side. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you could it, you, he could make it work. And I think that he's incredibly entertaining. I think he's great in the ring. I think Shaw Samuels is absolutely what you would want on a roster.
0: I can't deny that. It's one of the hardest things besides wrestling (laughs) and wrestling is (laughs) to be memorable. And and even from the first time we saw him in the UK from the reboot going, my name is Ed Harvey. It's Shaw Samuels. I haven't forgotten about that. So props to that. And I I would love to see that Roman Reigns, Shaw Samuels promo. That'd be kind of fun Mm -hmm. to watch.
1: That ed harvey i'm not ed harvey one of my uh, possibly my top 10 all-time favorite (laughs) like things said in pro wrestling i think that was such a great thing and it's almost a shame it was on nxt uk because not as many eyeballs are on it because if that happened on smackdown the internet would have blown up
0: oh yeah this name sucks (laughs) i'm this (laughs) this name
1: sucks call me by my real name yeah. The the Twitter sphere would have exploded if that happened on SmackDown. Uh, yeah. That was one of the coolest things ever uh, as far as pro wrestling goes. And the fact that they then played up on it later with Nathan Frazier and him being like, oh, you used a fake name. I don't do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's not yeah. what I'm breaking right there.
1: So, so cool. Uh, seriously, probably possibly top 10 things ever said in pro wrestling for me.
0: Yeah, I think Sean Samuels is a star. I think we say that's a lot on these kind of shows, but I really mean it. Uh, most of all, I must know about Damon Kemp. Here's the person that was on the losing end of this match. We got a little bit of a pep talk slash challenge from Wolfgang at the end. And still, there's a Heritage Cup waiting in the wings. Is Damon Kemp the guy to take down Noam Dar, or am I just putting the cart before the horse?
1: Uh, yes, you are, because he couldn't He couldn't even beat Shaw Samuels. Why would he get a Heritage Cup championship match?
0: You know, you, you lose the first one, and you train really hard. You win the second one. That's wrestling, baby. But that wasn't even a Her- Even if he
1: beats Shaw Samuels, then he's got to start winning some Heritage Cup matches. Come on, you I mean, just get- got to put
0: over U.S. talent, okay?
1: It's just, it's just because just because he's in Diamond Mind doesn't mean he gets title shots across the pond. But it, I do like the idea of Wolfgang putting him. Bringing him under his wing. Wolfgang knows how to work with tough guys, knows how to work with some bruisers. And I think looking at this match, Damon Kemp surprised me with how good he was by the way. Very, very good. Like his suplexes were great. He seemed strong. He seemed like he never seemed like there was ever a moment where he felt out of his depth. He felt like he was in his depth the whole time there. I mean, outside of when he started taunting a little too much getting a little carried away and started getting his feet all tangled up in some stuff in the corner uh outside of that part he seemed like he was very well in control of things and he actually impressed me today he might i think of this week he may have been the person that impressed me no way there's someone else we'll talk about him later but uh that i think he, may have been, he that is a tease ladies and gentlemen <laughs> uh he, he impressed me a lot today and uh i i think him and wolfgang if they created a tag team could make some hay.
0: Uh, remember Gallus? <laughs> I used to. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Mark Coffey. I remember? the per- I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> and I love how uh, because of the Gallus, I know what Glaswegian is because Nigel says it all the time. Uh, <laughs> Mark <laughs> Coffey, though, with the Joe Coffey uh, notation on his wrist, had a match against Saxon Hustley, with Mark Coffey being the boy on top. It's called back to whatever is no one knows. Uh, <laughs> oh thoughts about Mark Coffey because for weeks you were saying he's probably the number one guy in that group, but it seems like he is, in fact, the number one guy. Uh, uh
1: well, he's now the last guy because it looks like Wolfgang's moved on. <laughs> Wolfgang mm. was like, Okay, cool. I figured we were done for a long time. So I'm I've already been uh figuring out what my next steps are. Uh, Mark Coffey's still trying to not let go of the group, which is a little sad because it feels like Joe Coffey has left. It was like the sad, you know, sad left.
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> sometimes you're yeah. Sometimes you're all. <laughs> so, <dumb. laughs> so he, uh yeah, yeah. Here he is. He's the only one that's still like, come on, guys. No, it'll, it'll, it'll be cool. It's almost like. It's like when parents get divorced, but the kid doesn't understand that it's already over by the time they figure out that it's happening. Yeah, Uh, no, mom and dad, we can make this work. Like, look, kid, we've already gone through the paperwork. This is done. This is a done deal. It's over.
0: Um, (laughs) Jack calls his kids kids. Kid, Kid, we're done. It's done. Get, out get out
1: of here will i see you on weekends <laughs> nope
0: get <out> of here. <laughs> heal <laughs>
1: so uh but i i also think though something that mark coffee should think about that should maybe give him a little solace and all this is he got a win today he got a big win today and he got a win now that gallus boys are no longer around maybe this is a good thing for him he's being more successful than he was when he was part of gallus so uh gallus boy on top (laughs) Uh, and um you know i think that uh he says joe coffee can come back anytime he wants of course i think joe coffee can go anywhere and be anywhere he wants to but uh, i i think mark coffee should just embrace this time on his own and take advantage of it and see just how far he can go because i'm feeling without having to worry about everything else and just focusing on himself he'll be more successful than he's ever been
0: a lot of things happening around the nxc uk universe in the interest of time ivy Nala making us out of wars on the horizon von wagner and sam gradwell <clears throat> had another promo for the ages Kenny williams and mark angelo still going at it and mustache mountain is tired of ready and forward we talked about how you can layer and stack storylines in uk there jack but either one of these threads really grabbing at you
1: Um, the one that I think is is standing out the most well, uh, all of them really. And I want to first talk about Gradwell and Von Wagner and what really stood out to me about this whole thing. Von Wagner has been doing some good things for a while now, so is Sam Gradwell. But Sam Gradwell has been, I'm a big fan of him, but he hasn't been near the top of things, if that makes sense. And Mm. I think this promo today, uh, actually really did Sam Gradwell a lot of favors in a lot of ways because it showed, look, the guy's obviously tough. He can obviously beat people up. He's obviously great on a microphone. He can cut people down. He can say things that are memorable. But he showed me today that he can actually tell a bit of a story in his his mic work and not just cut people down because sometimes people are like, oh, this person puts people down. They're so good on a microphone. But as we know, there's so much more to that. You got to make me invested in the match. And that means you got to tell me a bit of a story. And seeing the way Sam Gradwell was reacting to Von Wagner, to me, was next level stuff. And I think that he showed to me that he can tell a good story. And if you give him the opportunity to be at a high level on the card, he can not only deliver in that ring, but he's going to deliver on the entire journey to the match.
0: Mm -hmm. I like that. I like the way you put him over just in case he does go over, you're like, Oh, I was here since day one? That's smart, long term booking.
1: Uh, <laughs> I've been a fan of Sam Gradwell for a long time, he's, he's not, always been one of my favorites. Ah,
0: your yogurt, John Gillis says. Uh, <laughs> the main event match was the match of the week, uh, at all of wrestling. I assume the XTUK UK event, which I agree with you. I mean, if you it's, it's a hard sell, uh, for casual fans, the art of grappling, and I think the Heritage Cup itself is a good way to bridge that gap between wrestling enthusiasts and casual wrestling fans. But this match, even though it was non-title or non-cup was pretty dope too. I thought.
1: Yeah. If you're a wrestling fan, it is a wrestling fans wrestling match. The heritage, the heritage cup division in general is it's definitely like, if you're a fan of pro wrestling, then you like the heritage cup. Uh, but this match in general, that, that mm-hmm. one between Dempsey and Akid, kid and uh, Dempsey is someone to me who I think is so, talented as a wrestler but also so brutal as a striker and a kid we always talk about his high flying but i just want to say as well that as i was watching this we don't give him enough enough credit for his transitions and his ability to go from move to move and to hang with guys to hold for hold and to not let wrestlers out wrestling he's incredible
0: it is interesting. We kind of like give joint manipulation to all the British guys, but here's a Spaniard totally doing the same thing, hanging with it. A kid has so many tools, and that's why I'm a little bit frustrated that it seemed like he was on a path to to a little bit higher of prominence on 2.0, but maybe it's more of a long term play. It's yeah. Right. I don't.
1: I don't know if uh, if language barrier was an issue there. That that's my only, and I don't know. I'm just. Kinda... What about
0: the attractiveness barrier, Jack? That guy is handsome. Put that, that guy well, on TV.
1: There's no there's no barrier there. That's that's like, that's
0: like uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Real Jack Farmer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of an analogy, and every everything that came to my mind was like, that's that's gonna sound not appropriate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but talk about yourself, always appropriate. Funerals, Uh-oh. DMVs, it's all great. Uh <laughs> so, so NXT 2.0 was there's some things that happened sure it kind of felt like a lot of B-sides and rarities in my personal opinion I'm not speaking for everyone here on the panel but let's B-sides talk about B-sides our- and
1: rarities that's from the name of my greatest hits album
0: yes yeah, so, yeah the first one didn't sell but the B-sides
1: the B-sides awesome. and rarities <laughs>
0: Like, all the rain songs flopped, but the ones you never heard of. Uh, let's, <laughs> they uh, flopped also. No ever heard of <laughs> they <my> flopped. <laughs> let's talk about his main event. All Black Braun Breaker against Duke Hudson. It uh, was ended in DQ, and it was a non-tile affair, but Joe Gacy's still hanging out there being all Joe Gacy-like. In Your House, which is kind of like, on some levels, the premier live event for 2.0, but also seemingly coming out of nowhere is on the horizon Joe, Casey, Brian, Rick are still going to be there. But I feel Duke Hudson was collateral damage. Jack? Duke Hudson was collateral damage? Yeah, because you know Duke Hudson's not going to end your house. Yeah, you know Duke Hudson's not going to win the title. Yeah, you know Duke Hudson should go back to that poker room. Yeah, you know Duke Hudson was way more fun. Unfortunately, even for me to say this, when he was hanging with Persia Parada, but now he's single now with his hair grown back, and it's kind of like, eh.
1: Tommaso Champa. Dolph Ziggler. Who? Duke Hudson. No. (laughs) The three guys that have wins over Braun Breaker. Stop DQ. Collateral damage. He just joined the triple threat of those who have been able to beat Braun Breaker. Duke Hudson, he should be the champion right now. If it weren't for the crazy, you can't lose the title on a DQ rules. I think. Duke Hudson just showed the world
0: he can break
1: the breaker.
0: Ah, uh, you know what? The fact break the breaker is not a t-shirt, yeah. It feels like money's stuff on the table. And the fact you want to the Duke Hudson, <laughs> and you're a Duke Hudson guy. So this is all propaganda.
1: Uh it's <laughs> the truth.
0: Uh, well, let's go through some of these questions here in chat. John Gillis one says, wh- Who do you? Who do you guys think is up for Dragonov? And if I would be the most cop out answer, I would say Tournament Tom, because really no one else that's up for something more contender. Do you disagree with that, Jack?
1: I think there's someone who's a the number one contender. I think that they've been unstoppable for a while. They've been beating everybody in their path, and I don't know if I can imagine what it would look like if they lost. I think it's Charlie Dempsey. I mean, I no. know you're not a fan of De Familia. I know you like Dempsey. Uh, the- I'm the- not yeah. a fan De Familia. I, I know you like to put them down. I know I like to shortcut them, undercut them, and everything else. But hey, hey, hey. he's beaten everybody. He's beaten everybody. He's done it in a pretty dominant way. He's shown that he has all the talents that you need to be a champion. I think he's earned a shot more than anyone else right now. I know he's not the – he may not be the spicy pick. You know, It's not like saying Rampage comes back. It's not like saying uh, Walter. It's not like saying Jordan Devlin. But – it is a guy. He is a guy that has been winning constantly for a long time
0: now. I would say that, but if I'm Teoman, and you have your, the person you recruited get your shot before you, that would ask a lot of questions eternally whether or not he should accept that challenge. But that's just a storyline beat for me.
1: I say cross that bridge when we get there. Let's just get a good fight.
0: Ooh, John also asked, what's your opinion on the Money in the Bank movement at the MGM Garden Arena? I'm actually glad and or relieved, but that's because I'm more of a SummerSlam purist, and I feel like if you're going to do big arena shows, you shouldn't have them back-to-back and together. And Money in the Bank, while it's a good event, and while I would argue it's the top five of the big five, should not be an arena event personally. I'm not sure how you feel about this one, Jack.
1: Um, I'm kind of indifferent on it, to be totally honest. I For me, it... it Different. I mean, I, I I just I don't I don't really think it matters. That much. I think that maybe the wwe has learned don't do shows on Fourth of July weekend. Um, oh, big glue weekend uh, because <laughs> da, 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 da. We, we but I think maybe that's the biggest takeaway is that maybe certain holidays aren't good for sh- doing shows. Um, I, I feel like logic would have told you Fourth of July weekend's not a good day to ask everyone to come inside and watch a show. Uh, when they could be outside grilling burgers and shooting fireworks and at the pool or at the water, uh, but you know they learn something. I don't fault them. Try something, see how it works. Uh, if because I'm guessing the move is due to ticket sales is why. It's I, I would
0: assume that as well. Uh, Allegiant holds about eighty thousand. Our Garden Arena is about seventeen thousand, so that's about what twenty five percent or seventy five percent. Excuse me, reduction in capacity. So that
1: is, that's an assumption I'm making there. You know, so we could find out it's a different reason, but I'm assuming it's the ticket sales. So uh that said, I mean, I, I don't, I personally, if they could, I would love it if every show is an arena show. I think more shows, more people in an arena always sounds and looks cooler. So I, I always dig that. But for me, it doesn't really like, like, I'm not going to be watching it, uh watching Money in the Bank going, oh shit go i'm glad they changed this arena you know what i mean like it's That's not totally really... me
0: That's, i'm so glad it's preserved summer I mean, slam
1: i'll be it's... saying that if they if if all the arenas like dark because they couldn't fill up the small arena then i'm like oh dang i'm glad they, yes i'm glad they changed this but in general like honestly if no one said anything i don't know if i would even notice you know what i mean like i don't True. really like
0: just so many venues in Vegas, and I'm not to, like, condemn anything. But there's so many venues that are, are bigger, like the Orleans or uh, the Thompson Mac or the T-Mobile. The fact that the Garden Arena makes you go, hmm, that's what the Aces play. It's like, hmm, it looks like it has to be ticket sales. But not to belabor a point, because we're just speculating. Let's talk about NXT yeah. and the Women's Breakout Tournament. Uh, we had... One of two matches. Let's get the easy one out the way. Last legend, the US version, against Roxanne Perez. Uh, quick match there with Roxanne Perez headed to the finals. But on the other side, we had Fallon henley that got a bye to the semifinal round because Nikita Alliance is injured. Not sure to what extent. But Tiffany Stratton finds a way to weasel her way in. And now she is going to the finals against Roxanne Perez. Let's break this down. Jack Farmer, Tiffany Stratton find a way to get himself in the tournament and find a way to beat Fallon Henley.
1: So that was um, just another example of why we need to really take a moment and respect the hard work, the dedication, and this the ethics of a Tiffany Stratton and how she saw that there was a situation where Fallon Henley was not going to have to work her way to the finals, not do what she needed to do, not do what she was supposed to do. And Tiffany Stratton said, look, the fans came here today to see a match. They came here to see some good she did wrestling. Not say that. Not to she see say someone that. just get given a bye, just get let through. This is some. This is a place where you're supposed to earn everything, and she I, I want to give back to the fans. And so she did. She did
0: not say that.
1: She did. And when she did, she won. She came. She didn't through. say that though. She, she was talking about Vegas. Bet on yourself and win. Tiffany Stratton. I got to admit though, this was kind of a surprise. i mean we're going into this i remember thinking to myself when you're the fill-in for someone who got hurt you rarely do well in tournaments and pro wrestling true uh so to see her get through that i think the fact that she was able to actually overcome that and get through uh, i think was actually very impressive stratton showed me everything you need to be to be a star in this matchup, whether it be her promo before the match, just she crushes it every time she goes out there, the way she was like blowing kisses while in that submission, I thought was just perfect. And again, getting a win in a match, she had no business winning (laughs) Tiffany Stratton equals inspiration. What the hell guys? Listen, (laughs) <laughs> and dylan matthews he, he would understand things like things about inspiration i
0: hate this job <laughs> um,
1: he, she really showed that like this is what you need to to do to do the right thing so uh, i thought that was great also the fact that she had her friend grayson Waller come out after the match not getting involved coming out to celebrate with her just a very wholesome moment for everybody uh i did like though how henley showed she was a fighter I mean oh, yeah. literally she was a brawler she was a fighter she didn't just I liked how she didn't as, as as I was watching this unfold I liked that she wasn't using a lot of wrestling that she was actually fighting and brawling and I think that that makes her stand out a bit as opposed to trying to be technical and trying to do certain things she brawled much like a stone cold would and uh I mean she got hurt and she didn't know how to get around that injury but at the end of the day you know at the end of the day but uh, I like I like how she presented herself in the ring
0: so there's a comment that says, I personally don't see any in one the NXT with the upside of both Roxy, uh, Roxanne Perez, and Tiffany Stratton. I actually agree some way. I think Roxanne Perez is going to be a superstar, not just a regular star. I don't quite see it with Stratton yet, but y'all going to call me a hater. But I was actually more impressed with Fallon Henley for the reasons Jack has stated. When it comes down to a crowded roster, which seems to be crowded overnight, <laughs> it seems, mm-hmm. to be able to find a way to stick out, whether an attire or character moves, hanging out with a brawling tag team. I think Fallon Henley may have, smelling like a rose All said and done, but no, I have not bought stock. And Tiffany Stratton, maybe it's too late for me.
1: This is why people will you'll see on Twitter a lot. People will say they WWE has done nothing to build certain stars, or this division is it has no one in it. And I get it sometimes in the short term, but when WWE needs a division, they can make a division very quickly. And like this division, like you just said, suddenly. Like, wow, this is a stacked division again. NXT, yep. for a decade now, they have had the ability to make a division, have it picked clean by the main roster, and then snap their <laughs> fingers, and suddenly they've got a big division again. It's just an incredible the way they're able to do that. But, yeah, this is a good division. Um, and I could see uh, Roxanne Perez is probably the one the world is looking at as being the next star, uh, but I think they've got a couple in in the division that could go on to do some pretty cool things.
0: Do you think Tiffany Stratton wins, wins it all next week? Uh,
1: against Perez? Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Fair enough. I, I wouldn't like it, but I uh, fair enough. I know uh,
1: Perez is the favorite. I think a lot of people have her as, as the favorite to win the whole thing. Uh, I, I, I've said before, I feel like these breakout tournaments, the favorite rarely is the one that actually ends up going all the way through. Uh, yeah. Also, I think... The time that Perez spent with Wendy Chu, not training, is going to
0: come back to haunt her. <laughs> I'm going to try to avoid all the, uh, the Wendy Chu slander this week, but we had a lot of women's division <laughs> action here. Uh, Electra Lopez against Alba Fire with a shock to beat from Electra Lopez. Not saying Alba Fire wasn't capable of winning this match, but Electra Lopez, for as far as I can count, tell, counting, level up as well, was uh six of her last six matches with victories until this match but even then yet cora jade is laughing sniveling in the crowd at the dog from duck hunt jack farmer album fire 2-0 Electra lopez suffers a defeat and cora jade's in the mix
1: how many people watching are fans of cora jade and also know about the dog from duck hunt do you think
0: just me because i'm old <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> i'm incredibly old <laughs>
1: Dang. in the chat if you know who the dog from duck hunt is let us know because i have a feeling
0: uh she's like 20 right oh god yeah. <laughs> forget it remember the ps1 guys all right yeah that's a um yeah <laughs> it's the
1: dog from duck hunt. Um, in any case uh, this was uh what shocked me about this is how quick and definitive it was like this wasn't uh this wasn't, like, a, a hard-fought contest. This was a fast match, and Alba Fire basically basically dominated. And she hit what looked like a swanton bomb. But this is also the uh, Dylan shrugging off the dog from Dog Hunt.
0: <laughs> you youthful man, you. <laughs> the,
1: the dog from Dog Hunt. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you're better off for it. Uh, so, yeah. the... Um, But this is the brilliance of NXT, right? Where you have Alba Fire, looks great, comes out with a great entrance, gets a big win. So she's set. But then we're all asking, well, dang, Electra Lopez just got beat fast. What's going to go on with her? Instantly pivots. Now she's looking to Cora Jade. Cora Jade and her are now exchanging uh, blows in here. And now we're not thinking about how Electra Lopez lost. We're not thinking about the loss anymore. Now we're looking at core jade versus electra lopez and it was we have to give nxt 2.0 credit when they, when they deserve it here and that was a great opportunity for them to now make Alba fire look great and now electra lopez and core jade have a rivalry everything's set no one really looks worse for wear here i think it was a great move and i think it was a great segment and i think it did a lot of good for everybody
0: um, Nothing is wrong in that second. I think it's pitch perfect to your point. But I think last week I had mentioned about the glut seemingly of powerhouses on that brand. And, you know, it benefits having one person who seems to be unstoppable. And for a while, that was Electra Lopez. Without now that's gone by someone basically half her size. It's like, well, who is the tower of power on that brand?
1: You know, Tiffany Stratton is a pretty strong person herself. Fair
0: enough. That's a fair, uh, fair answer.
1: I did. Uh, I, I, There was this... F- funny part of me where wade barrett said uh he was mad at cora jade for taking a fan spot and in my mind i was just trying to imagine <laughs> how that would look when uh if uh like cora jade hey hi i'm cora jade can you leave please i gotta <laughs> <see your spot." laughs> like a fan actually getting kicked out of their spot it's like don't do it man she took my skateboard last week it <laughs> was another one of those things though where Come on, that was kind of antagonizing to Cora Jade. Why do we like her? Isn't
0: that kind of that's kind of a jerk move, right? Kind of. And she's hanging out with Roxanne Perez, and she's winning now. It's like, okay, Cora Jade. Yeah. Maybe she's a heel. Do
1: do? Maybe she is. She's gonna be the next Zion Quinn.
0: Oh, you know what? I I was gonna talk about him now, but let's get the other women's match because we get all this with the out the way. Uh Indy Hartwell with new theme music had a match against Mandy Rose. non title Affair, but Mandy Rose still got the win. Anyway, a lot of questions here to pull from Andy Hartwell says she wants to make this a new chapter of her career. Mandy Rose establishes or reestablishes herself at the top of the food chain. Toxic Attraction is dealing with Katana Chan. Some of you say that. And Caden Carter. And Wendy Chu had a bag of balls. It was pandemonium.
1: You'll notice here in every altercation, someone attacks Toxic Attraction unprovoked every time. Every time, it it. when are we finally going to get some security for toxic attraction? When are we going to start finally handing out some suspension? Security. We don't a have a GM. We're attacking. Who's <laughs> a GM? Ever it was since, like a listener. Ever since they got rid of William Regal, there has been lawlessness across NXT. You got to fight. they didn't have, now that they don't have the the law and order of William Regal to oh keep God. control of this brand. When he was around, everything worked fine. Everything was smooth. Everything was fired. But now that he's gone, toxic attraction constantly attacked. Why are we cheering people who are constantly attacking toxic attraction? They've done what was the thing they did wrong to Wendy
0: Chew? They were just mean girls to Wendy Chew. She didn't belong in a place where everyone can belong, whether they want to sleep in public or not. They're the baddies. Not the baddies. That's the other thing. They were if,
1: if you walk into your office, if, wherever you were, if you work at McDonald's and you see someone sleeping on the floor in front of the fry machine or whatever it is they use to make fries, <laughs> you might <like>, get <laughs> out of here. What are you
0: doing? It's awfully <laughs> dangerous. Obviously, by the oil,
1: <laughs> I'll just pop a squat yeah. right here. <laughs> like, you know, you you have to, like, like you can't sleep on the job. Like, there's literally a phrase. Don't sleep on the job. it Chew is literally doing the thing you're not supposed to do. And, and of course, Katana and Kaden, out of nowhere, they're attacking Toxic attra- Toxic Attraction <laughs> have done nothing to them. They've done and nothing. They're and just they, mean girls. That's what it they
0: was. They're just being uh, mean.
1: You know, and it, it's even after even during this match here this match is going great indy's doing great mandy's doing great they're showing what women's wrestling is all about and then toxic attraction they're just trying to like come root for their friend and they attacked at ringside again i don't know what this is all about i don't know what's happening here i just think that toxic attraction should be filing grievances they should be filing restraining orders they should be suing nxt for allowing this to happen it's just a mess
0: it's just a mess there's no gms on the horizon and if i if there was a gm opening i'll probably decline it because i know jack would be sitting there wagging his finger at me weekly uh mm-hmm. but we have to move on to one of the more curious parts of nxt in my humble opinion uh wesley which is is west short for wesley lee or is it just West lee Wes- <laughs> i always think that
1: myself I'm so
0: I, okay right. <laughs> wesley lee uh wesley lee <laughs> Had, had a match against Sangha, which was weird because Sangha was just giving support backstage, but West thought he was being slighted, and they had a competitive match, and Sangha totally destroyed the poor kid. Uh, Zion Quinn came out because he's doing Zion Quinn-like things, but Sangha comes and defends Wesley now. Faction, tag team, what's Zion Quinn doing? What direction does he have? Why is Wesley so er- easily agitated? I have questions. Do you have answers, Jack?
1: So my first thing, I want to talk about Wesley first. And I alluded earlier to the show, someone that impressed me the most and grew the most on me. And this week it's, uh it's Wesley. Oh, Dylan Matthews, by the way, you're right. I think, uh, you know, if, if, if NXT needs someone to make sure that place uh, runs, runs like clockwork, the Tacoma street legend can whip <laughs> them into
0: shape. No problem. <laughs> but, uh, those who don't know he's referring to himself, which is pretty tragic, but yes.
1: <laughs> so, um, But I want to talk about Wesley for a little bit here. And Wesley, uh, against nothing he did, obviously, um, he was in a situation where he was set. he He was ready, like things were going his way, things were looking good. And then it was all yanked out from under him. Nothing to do with him, totally out of his control. And he finds himself in a situation where he needs to show that he can fly on his own or he can provide value on his own or at least without a partner that he's always had before and you know i think like a lot of people i was watching going let's see if he can do this let's see if he can do this then he cut that promo backstage and for me the fact that he brought so much emotion to his promo he brought so much fire so much passion to his promo to me that was a next level promo That was a fantastic promo. That was a promo that made me think I can see this guy going places. I want to see him with a microphone more often. I know he can go into the ring, but now I know he can tell a story and he can captivate me and be believable on a microphone and to me, that was the biggest step any wrestler has made on the, the on any wrestling this week. I thought that was an incredible performance, and in the ring, I thought it was great. He reminded me of like Spider Man fighting the Juggernaut against Songa in this match. He was, I thought, he did fantastic. He, that may be, that's got to be like a top five choke slam. By the way, I oh, mean,
0: absolutely,
1: he was on the the wrong end of it, but yeah, that that may be where like a top five choke slam there, and that's saying something. And I don't know if he's going to be a tag team partner with Sanga. I don't know if right. there's going to be pals. I don't know if they're going to be buddies. But Wesley, to me, really stepped up as a person to watch going forward. We talk about farmer's market. I am invested in Wesley right now.
0: Feet to the fire, though. Seeing what Wesley could do solo, you keep him that way? Or do you put him with Sanga, which have that big little connection there?
1: For now, I would put him with Sanga. I think that you've got more opportunity there. Uh, there, right now the singles division is pretty stacked. There's not a lot of space there. I think you've got more opportunity in the tag team division. And it allows him to, I think, maybe get more of those microphone chances, get us to know him a little bit more. And you can always break the team up down the road.
0: I'm with you. I feel like uh, not so much a promo. But when Wesley came down to the ring and did the, the corner ring pose. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I could see him as a, a single talent uh, beyond MSK or beyond the Rascals if you're an Impact person. Uh, but unfortunately, in the interest of time, I'm going to move on. Top of the show, arguably the biggest storyline happening in NXT is the turf war between the dawn of NXT Tony D and Stax and Two Dimes. Stax Chan Lorenzo and Two Dimes Troy Donovan. Uh, against uh, The match was actually for against uh, Idris NLFA and Malik Blade. But we had Loganos hanging out in the wings as well. This thing I thought was gonna be solved once. I thought it was gonna be solved twice. But now, within your house on the horizon, this turf war has to come to a natural end. How does it end? Jack Farmer.
1: I want to give Idris and Malik a quick shout out because I love those guys and I'm a big Fox fan of the rookie. Uh, uh, no team I watch hang like no, there's no team that I see together more so than them that feels like they're just buddies hanging out that also wrestle, you know, mm-hmm. uh, anyone who has had the opportunity to be uh, at a wrestling show can see how tag teams hang out and their pals and their buddies. And you can tell there's a connection between them. These guys feel that way. I don't know what they're like backstage. Uh, I only see what I see on the camera, but I feel like they're really buddies who happen to be a tag team. And that's always cool to see that said, Respect. uh, the, the big story here, two dimes and stacks. Um, I love how they look like mafia guys even when they're wrestling. A little stereotypical in the way their their sure. gear looks, but I, I like it. I think that fits who they are. They they are going to face the problem of me never knowing which one's two dimes and which one's stacks.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: That that'll be a problem at least for another seven months of me not knowing which one's <laughs> which.
0: If only Roman Reigns faced one in a cell first, I could tell them <laughs> apart. <laughs> then I'll know, but until that day, yeah, which right. you? At least the Usos are twins. These guys, these guys.
1: <laughs> two random dudes. Uh, so uh, that'll be that'll be tricky, but I, I like it. I think it fits what they're doing. I like their finish. It's so simple, but feels like a mafia move—just two boots to the fa- either side of the face. I'm kind of surprised I don't see more of that in tag team wrestling. But it was—I think it's a simple, cool finish um i like these guys but i'm team legato i don't know how it's going to go down at the at the pay-per-view but or at the premium live event but uh i'm team legato on this
0: <laughs> i i'll accept pay-per-view for this show uh real quick question though we saw Damon Kemp from the uh, diamond mine side of Damon Kemp. I actually think he pretty much fared well backstage, but the big story is Ivy now has a cornrows up. No, but the big story <laughs> is where's Roderick strong. I know there's some things rumbling outside and inside the wrestling news and all that stuff, but it does seem that diamond mine is at a crossroad. What do you think is going to happen?
1: It's tough to say. I don't know that. I don't know if there was a real injury involved. Same with Nikita Lyons. I hope they're both. Okay. Uh, damon kemp you know there's a few people that it feels like wwe is trying to get as many reps to as possible uh Ivy niles one of them damon kemp seems to be another lash legend seems to be another and von wagner seems to be another because they are on so many shows right now uh damon kemp he he seems to do great every time he's on i thought he was great in this backstage segment i like this kind of uh Playing both sides, Damon Kemp. We're like, Hey, no, we're cool. Creed bros, but uh, let me go talk to, let me go talk to Roddy, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that position he's in. I think he's doing great. I think that um, he hasn't done enough at this point for me to start losing my mind about the guy, but I think he's every test he's been given. I think he's passed. Um, his brother, are they, this might be a little uh, uh, for mm-hmm. breaking the fourth wall, I guess behind the curtain, but, it, are him and his brother brothers in uh, WWE, if that makes no, sense? No,
0: because Gable Stevenson has not been given any kind of character quite yet. So I assume that the fact that Damon Kemp is Damon Kemp, that he's alone. So it hasn't been established. Sort of so- like the Usos and Solo. Like, they didn't say they weren't or they were. and just kind of there.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of interested. It's interesting that Damon Kemp is getting so many reps where uh, Gable Stevenson has had zero.
0: Yeah, uh, we just winning a championship. That's the- <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you're right, but at the same time, one of them has all the fanfare and has ha- doesn't ha- hasn't had any match time yet. Though it's kind of interesting, but um, I agree. So with it'll, you. it'll be interesting to see if there's a if if their overall development is is impacted in any way because of that
0: couple of quick questions before we get out of here this week. Uh, Von Wagner had a match against Ike Manjuro. So the talent you mentioned, getting all these reps. But the question I have about that group and Mr. Stone's group is Sophia Cromwell. What do you make of her?
1: I think if you're Robert Stone, you should be very worried. You should be very worried about uh, Cromwell because I love Robert Stone. I love what he's able to do, and I love that he has a – uh, client that is a big bruiser that is a, someone to be taken seriously and he's not getting pushed around anymore however robert stone has shown in the past that he has problems when a blonde woman shows up wanting to be part of the group and taking things <laughs> away from him
0: so a facts
1: <laughs> it's You're right it's, 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 it's happened before so if i'm if i'm robert stone i'd be very worried that this might be a little deja vu with with what's going on right now.
0: Two more for you. Number one, Carmelo hayes was in the barbershop hanging out, but Cameron grimes come on out there and crashed the party. It's not WrestleMania 13, but is this a double turn there, Jack?
1: I was uh, you know, it was uh, kind of funny. I was thinking, uh, as I was watching this, I was thinking, is somebody go to that barbershop window? <laughs> yeah, <I> imagine, <laughs> uh but this was. These are such good segments, and Trick, Tricks expressions and the way he acts during these, it just cracks me up every time. The way he's responding to things, he's like, "Huh?
0: huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did <laughs> he say? Tokyo Talk." Yeah, Tokyo yeah, Talk. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I've he, come to love him. I know. This time last year, I was like, "Ah, oh, he's the worst." But now I'm like, you know what, Trick. You are <laughs> he is fantastic. He is he is like the perfect
1: seasoning on these uh these stakes of of segments here. He's perfect. I absolutely love it. And I think that uh I think that he's great. I think these segments are great. I think they've really found a way to make these. I get why like the KO show and stuff is in the ring in front of the audience. I understand why you want to do things in front of the audience, but if you're going to do shows like KO shows and and Ms TVs and things, I think presenting it like this barbershop is the way to do it. It's so much more interesting. It's such better TV and it's it gives him a character it gives Carmelo and Trick a character, and it feels more like Cameron Grimes is stepping onto enemy territory than it does when KO brings someone onto the KO show. That's uh, fair.
0: So good. That's a good way to look at it for sure.
1: Uh, and so I thought this was this was a very fun segment, and I'm really looking forward to Grimes versus Frazier. That's going to be a good one.
0: Yes, yeah, it's going to be a banger. And, and lastly, before we get to our, our segments here, pretty deadly, man. They are on fire. They don't even do much. How can you? How can it be to be at top of a division and have a promo and go, oh, these guys, these guys,
1: these guys. You know, we've been watching NXT UK for a while now, so we knew about Pretty Deadly before a lot of other people did. As we know a lot about about a lot of people before the people do, because that's where a lot of the future stars seem to be coming from. NXT UK, Pretty Deadly, I've said before, these guys are stars. They, I, I, I keep, I hate saying star over and over and over again, but I think they could be individually world champions on any brand. I think they're so they're so good on a microphone, they look good, they have the size, they wrestle well, they're so good as characters. They are they can make they can lose and still be considered good too. That's one of those sneaky valuable things that yeah. that people don't uh, appreciate uh but I they're just so entertaining. You got a
0: favorite then? If you're saying each one of the be champions individually, do you have a favorite one or is kind of saying?
1: It's um I think if I'm going to pick one, I don't want to pick one. I like them both.
0: You I sure? Like, I mean, I mean, Elton enjoyed. Prince I don't, and Kit Wilson, I mean, they're all like, they're both, they're, just, they're talent, I'm just hey, you know.
1: I just, do have know. a favorite, but I don't want to call it out.
0: A what? <laughs> that is the perfect Jack Farmer riding the fence <laughs> ah. that Draped in Gold is known for. But now, gotta put your feet to the fire, because that time for the MVP of NXT, that's the one person that stuck out, or tag team, or staff member, Campbell William Ringgold, because you ran him out of town on NXT or NXT UK. Who do you mm-hmm. got this week?
1: Uh, This week I said, it before. I think Wesley, I think Wesley, um, usually I pick someone who got the win, but I think that what he did this week was a message to anyone and everyone that he's going to be just fine, whether he's in a tag team on his own. And he told me, and I hope he told everyone in the back that you can give him a microphone anytime and it's going to go
0: well. Well, my choice here was, I thought, clear, but we disagree here. I have to give it Damien Kemp. I'm not the biggest Damien Kemp person or fan, but backstage sounding believable, being in a character, being in that dynamic, and then having a match on This Week in UK and giving something I wasn't expecting. I've had very game Sean Samuels. I got to give it to Damien Camp. Hopefully, that's not the peak. Hopefully, we get a lot more stuff as we go on. Uh, that's my MVP for sure. Uh,
1: Jack, you know, a, lot of, a lot of good stuff was done this week. Like, uh, yeah. like a lot of people look really good this week.
0: Well, yes, yeah, so, because it's UK, baby. And it's also a uh, 2.0, but I got this hankering. I want to, uh, I want to, I want to follow you online and on social medias, man. You got to yeah. let me know how I could possibly do that. If I'm yeah, worthy.
1: I think the, the best thing you can do, and uh, I don't, I don't say it a lot. I keep it a secret, but okay. uh, I think the best thing you can do, if you want to keep up with everything I'm doing, mm-hmm. follow me at real Jack farmer across all social media.
0: Hmm. That I mean, that's bonafide. Uh, I'm not nearly as cool because I'm <laughs> at Fulbo Boys on Twitter and at Flippito on Instagram, drapedandgold.com. We're back here every Thursday. Thanks so much for rocking with us with our undue hiatus due to Peacock being a heel. But we'll be back next week. Next week will be episode 92. Now as we march towards episode 100, I'm going to plan something special, which means you probably won't do anything of the sort. Uh, I got to get out of here. But Jack Farmer, as always, until next time, please say the words. Do your best and be yourself.